What's up, listeners? Coin and I are back after a very long break. On this week's pod, we'll give out some awards for my wedding weekend. Also, we'll give our thoughts on the world champion Milwaukee Bucks, and we'll play In or Out on a review of Space Jam 2. Of course, we'll play Stumptown, then we out. Let's do it. Ooh, yes. That, my good friends, is the sound of a couple crisp beers being popped. And this is the sound of your favorite podcast, The Rookie Show. Welcome, everybody, to The Rookie Show. It has been a long, long four weeks. Long time. I am one of a month. It has been a month. I am one of your hosts, Travis Knoll. Joining me as per usual, Mr. Mm. 503 himself. He is actually Keldon Johnson's alternate for Team USA. Elvis Coin of What Up Coin. You must be at least this tall to ride the Noller coaster. Uh A what up? No. Coin, are you tall enough to ride the Noller coaster? I hope so. Okay, five, five. I'm not Kelvin Johnson's alternate. That's fantastic. Yeah, I guess you didn't I, know that. You saw, you saw me playing. You saw me playing at the when we were pre-wedding stuffs, and my stroke, my my, my shot looks good. He was stroking. Uh, it, the the team USA came out and said that their list was Javale McGee, Kelvin Johnson, Elvis Coin. Who has worse hair, me or Javale McGee? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on your your preference, but I'd say Javale. Probably. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm going to take the win. At least I don't have a rat tail. All right, let's go. Yeah, that's bad. Um, Man, this is like, I think we just said this, but the longest hiatus from the pod in a long time. It's good to be back. Right? I think we did, when we first started, we, we did a couple trial pods. Mm-hmm. We weren't really sure, and we were just kind of messing around with it, messing with our template mm-hmm. that we were kind of going with for a minute. But uh, yeah, we... Three weeks in between release of pods, I think, or will it be? I think it's four. four. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's been a long time. Maybe it's three. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was looking at when I went to go get my outline today. I was like, oh, saved six twenty last, and I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. been that long. Feels good. Feels right to be in front of a mic again. It does thoughts. feel right. We do have some thoughts, uh, so we will start it off with our intro segment. Don't know if this is the last one, but it might be. Let's start mm-hmm. it off with something bold and something brewed. Now it's time to something bold and something brewed. Something Mr. Coin, <laughs> Mr. Coin <laughs> what are you drinking this evening? Well, Mole, I have for you this evening. It must be the sibling. I had one recently, actually. Uh, it's another Hopworks Urban Brewery. Okay. Is the Hopworks tree frog pale ale and on the can you can see here is this wonderful frog on a nice red set can and the the frog has beer cans for eyes and it looks like maybe a silver gut like he's an aluminum gut which i like he's also spotted kind of like a cow but not to be confused confused with spotted cow of course um it's it's a wonderful beer i will say and you know what else i like the top is gold instead of silver. I'm kind of into it. Oh, it's a fun little switch up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really like the frog. The, the beer cans as frog's eyes is fantastic. Really, really nice. Agreed. Can you've got there. Agreed. Appreciate that. Set of cans. I brought two. 
Oh, you brought two. You might have to dig into the second one. Just so I can make a set of cans jokes. Oh, I got it. Got it. Like, nice. like boobs. Like boobs. Got it. Yeah. All right, Noel, what are you drinking? I am drinking a fun one that I found in the liquor store yesterday. It is from 21st Amendment Brewery. Mm -hmm. It is just called Tasty. It is a hazy IPA. Really nice can, though. You've got Ben Franklin shirtless laying in a pile of hops. And uh, he's got got his kite next to him. And he's got some hops covering his nipples there. He's a a little chunky. I guess you don't usually see Franklin without his uh, shirt on. So you don't realize he's kind of got some man boobs going a little bit. Uh, He's got a 1776 tattoo on his arm, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, just the aesthetic of the cans. Nice. And it's not the crappy label. So uh, I'm into it. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty into that can. I got to say that's, that's real good. I'm very into that. Yeah. Top notch can. It is hazy and it's pretty tasty. We went from cans on my end to Ben Franklin's cans. What a transition there. What a transition. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else for something brewed, Coin? I have a feeling we're going to get into all the beers we had over the course of the wedding week yes. uh, when we talk about that. Um, made some lovely, lovely uh, gin and, or no, 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 vodka tonics mm-hmm. while I was having a wingies for game six the other night as well. Mm-hmm. And what else did I have? I knew I had beers somewhere else. But I'm drawing a blank. I'm just more focused on the wonderful beers I had back in Montana. Alas, yes. Um, you may get into the, so the first night that I'll, for the pod listeners, I assume most of you know, I was married about a week ago. So that's probably what we'll get into here shortly. But mm-hmm. the first night that all the grooms. You still, up, still, still is married. I you got married. I got last married. Week. Yeah. I didn't yeah. say, yeah, I still am. Correct. Um, yeah. I, the only thing I'll say for something brewed is that the first night all the Grimsmen arrived was definitely the drunkest that I got. And I was drinking snifters full of fireball and got super blacked out. So that's all. <laughs> Although, do you, I, do you I, recall looking at me? I knew it was coming. I also was planning on Thursday being the drunkest night. Yes. And you looked at me and you were like, Hey, Hey, like some people were slowing down. You're like, if I'm getting super fucked up, it's going to be tonight. And I was like, well, let's go. And then I think we walked right inside and struck like three shots of fireball and then <laughs> chugged a beer and then came back out. Yeah. I don't recall a lot after that point. So yeah, I will say the 4th of July, I got nearly as drunk and I was betting hundred dollars on games of cornhole and I was um, stealing food off people's plates apparently with my bare hands is what I'm told. Yeah. I heard, uh, heard you weren't that popular. At right. The, uh, 4th of July. So I think the day after everyone realized that I am popular and cool and funny. So it's all good. <laughs> All right, Coin, um, give me your something bold. <clears throat> All right, Noel, uh, my something bold actually came probably 30 minutes pre-pod. I was uh, driving back from just picking up my wonderful girlfriend from the airport. And I, uh, I passed this truck, this business truck. And uh, on the side, it just says the knife guy. So I get that it's like clear and concise and to the point that this, this guy's job is he sells knives but I had to look it up there. It's like restaurant knives, you know? And I just, I just couldn't help but think, God, I would not want to be known as the knife guy. Like if you're in a high school, you know, like there's like the sword kids, you know, I feel like you're, you're lumped in with those people who are like, Oh yeah. That kid that always has like a little bit too big of a knife on him. And he's like really proud that he has this like 16 inch knife in his car. It's fucking weird. Uh, on a similar note, we had this kid, I won't say his last name, but 
uh, this kid named Daniel, honestly a pretty nice kid, uh, but in like the seventh grade, he, he kind of called in a bomb threat to the middle school. It wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> so yeah, one of those I actually dubbed him bomb threat kid. Oh, which has stuck with him for life. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but we were kind of, I was really nice to him, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, but so we stayed close and it wasn't never that bad, but I just feel like that's an area you don't really want to get into is being like knife kid, sword guy. Um, I don't know, like, there's got to be other stuff, like maybe puka shell necklace guy has got to be Ooh, in that same vein. Yeah, maybe um, shark tooth necklace as well. But I also wanted to out myself because I was dangerously close to becoming knife guy. Uh, in probably the seventh grade, we took a trip down to Wyoming, probably Cheyenne or something like that. And That's we're walking through do downtown. Big timber field trips. Yeah, exactly. Wyoming. It was really fun. No, it was with my family, just my family. Oh, took okay, a trip gotcha. and stayed, yeah. uh, I, I think we were going cool. to check out a possible job for my stepdad. Anyways, we're walking down like by these shops in downtown Cheyenne and I'm, you know, 12, 13 years old. I've got a little cash from doing fair and shit. Yeah. And I'm, uh, we're walking by this shop and I look in the window and I see this knife with like a bone handle inside of a skull. And I was like, I'm going to need that chief. (laughs) So I walked inside and I paid like $90 for this knife. With a skull, uh, skull like mount, whatever you want to call it, like that's yeah. what would stick the the skull would hold the knife part. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was my, and I feel like I realized just a couple years later that that skull actually I think might have broken. What's it's what saved me when I was like 15. I was like, you know what, this isn't cool. I don't really want to fix it. You could have been so I didn't skull sheath guy. Yeah, skull. Sh- there you go, sheath. The sheath <laughs> for the knife was the skull. So uh, yeah, I was dangerously cl- dangerously close. Luckily, I, um, I I found other things very far away from knives, so that was good. Um, I'm I kind of wish you had become skull sheath guy. I feel like your life would have gone in a different direction. If you were <laughs> I don't think that we'd be having this you gone right now. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Maybe I'd be podding with bomb threat kid. I don't know. Oh, that's very possible. You think bomb threat kid and knife guy could have a pod? Like that would be like, a weapons podcast. That sounds like a like a kid's show, but or not really, I guess. <laughs> bomb threat kid's kid knife show. guy. Well, okay, maybe yeah. not a kid's show. Maybe like a Rick and Morty type animated show. <laughs> bomb threat kid and knife guy. I feel like well, maybe you're not that far off because the the original Blues Clues guy didn't he fall down like a pretty dark hole? And I feel like he could become knife guy pretty easily. That's true. That's true. And you know what yeah. they say: knife guys finish last. So that's. If at all, I feel like knife guy in the incel area has a pretty strong crossover. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, that's my something. Thank bold. you for that. Something bold. Um, yeah. I don't really have much for something bold. I just have one statement about the wedding uh, planning process in general. Okay. That okay. Weddings are very expensive. Right. Planning weddings can be quite stressful, mm-hmm. um, but it's all worth it. So if you can afford it to plan your wedding, it was um, up there. I mean, the 2010 state championship was a pretty great day, but I would have to say my wedding day. Your wedding day? Cliche, might be best day of my life. Uh, ah, pretty, I mean, pretty great day. Yeah, sweet. It was a little hot, day. but you know, whatever. It was a bit hot. We'll get to yeah. some of the sweaty uh, things okay. later okay. In, in my awards. So. Mm. That's all I have for something bold. Just, uh, just letting everybody know. If you're, if you're planning a wedding, you're stressed out about it, you're stressed out about the money, 
after the day's done, my, my beautiful wife, Katie agrees. She was probably the most stressed about the money and all that jazz after she's like, we should do another wedding next year. Yeah. Right. Let's just pay her another, you know, I, I mean, if there's a time, if you're like saving up for certain things in your life, you're like obviously house, having kids, get sending them to college, whatever, if that's your thing. Um, I feel like a wedding's when you just got to shell out, you know, like we're doing a do big it. party. This is a big it's party. Let's do it's, it. It's the party. Yeah. And you get, a, you, get you guys did it. It was great. From it's all fantastic. Over yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that'll be, well, that has been an episode of Something Bold and Something Brief. And that was something bold, something brew. Beautifully done. Um, that's a good transition into, we're going to give out some awards and or yes. superlatives for yep. the wedding weekend. So mm-hmm. I'm sure many of our listeners were there. Some were not. So maybe you can live vicariously through some of these stories and uh, right. piece together what a great event this was. Um, we've each got five, I believe. Or no, oh, sorry, we did yeah. five of the other one. How many do you have? Yeah. Uh, two, three, seven. Seven, okay. In that case, I'm gonna go ahead. A and couple of them are short. Okay, I'm gonna let you go first then. Okay, uh, this might be one of yours too. Uh, this is just, you know, the classic one. I feel like I gotta give it out. I'm gonna go best speech. Mm. Feel like it's not that surprising. We're gonna give this one to uh, to Billy Noel. Congratulations, mm. Billy! Uh, really hit everybody in the feels. That was a wonderful speech. Uh, really knocked it out of the park. Not only bragging about you guys, but then saying how much he loves your mom, and then you guys can only equal. It's great stuff. Oof. I feel yeah. like I saw it coming, but I was like, ah, "This isn't so good. It's gonna hit so right." I was looking around. I even like was like, "No, don't tear up." Mm-hmm. Um, close second because. There was two different pod shout outs during the speeches. Oh. So shouts true. Nate and Mallory. That's mm. fantastic. For the pod shout. Was okay. not expecting that. That's great. That's a good start. Uh, totally agree. Bill Noel killed it. Um, I went ahead and went cop out here with my first award. And I call this the best Kevin Bacon movie award for best speech. It's okay. probably a tie between all of them. Mm-hmm. That's what I mm-hmm. went with. Um, shouts. I'll just give a couple quick shouts. Lauren, maid of honor, did a really nice job of not being the cliche bridesmaid and uh, saying, I love how much ice cream we eat together. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> I thought she was, it was real hard based on meeting Lauren, I thought she was going to go dictionary definition off the bat. Right. Glad she did. She did not. She did not. Uh, Mallory, I think, is where I started tearing up first. She really started getting me to cry a little bit. She did a nice job. My parents continued that trend. I was definitely crying um shouts john katie's brother for stepping up yeah. and just get, giving the quick shout to the sds that was bad and then big time big time late speech i've got uh, something on that later so okay anyway cool. i gave it a tie between all of them but yes bill Noll did a fantastic job you know what uh i respect the cop out at your big day and those speeches were for you not for me so i get to judge unbiased you may as well yes yeah yeah okay what's next um my next one, another quick one here. Uh, biggest feat uh, in a shocking upset. I'm just kidding. Congratulations again to Colton Pippenich. Uh, that's 27 straight, I'm pretty sure, for you. So keep going, bud. Biggest feat at the wedding. I didn't uh, yeah. expect that. I mean, I guess he's just he just dominates that category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give this award, uh, just listen close here. This is called the Oops, I Dropped the Beer Award. Okay. Now, this is... Not actually for anybody who dropped and or shattered a beer glass on the dance floor, i.e. Elvis Coin, who did so. True. 
really just stopped the True. whole party. We had to sweep it up. It was everyone was so pissed at you. I noticed that I wasn't getting very much attention, and I was like, "Well, we can fix that real quick." <laughs> Why is everyone giving <laughs> Travis all the attention? This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, no, this award does not go to you, Coin. This actually okay. goes to okay. Kenji Sagami. Oh, um, and it's actually a play on words. It's not a literal definition. Kenji was supposed to be the beer bitch for all the groomsmen due to Fact. getting second to last place in the best man competition. He failed that miserably. It was just Friday though, right? It was Friday. Either way, for the whole weekend, okay. he, he was a bad beer. He failed at being beer bitch. Would you agree? He, he, got, he definitely doesn't, wasn't as good as Pilo, but Kenji definitely got me beers. I, took a, I feel like I took more advantage than anybody. I did not get a beer the entire time I was there on Friday. Okay, maybe I have myself to blame for not pushing it more. Yeah, you but really got to just let him know. The point of this award, though, the Oops, I Dropped the Beer Award, is that he failed to be the beer bitch, but he did succeed at being a bitch. And here's why. <sighs> Bringing in Billy Noel's speech. I look over during Billy Noel's speech, which I'm tearing up, of course. Kenji's basically just sobbing over there at the end of the table <laughs> during Billy Noel's speech. I called him out on it, and uh, he's, he laughed or whatever. And then my dad told me the next day that Kenji came up to him like several times drunkenly telling him he was not crying at his speech so i don't know if he was trying to make a joke or he was really embarrassed and he just wanted my dad to know that he didn't make him cry but anyway that is the oops i dropped the beer award for Kenji. the only thing more embarrassing than crying at the speech is trying to act like you weren't why why not just own up to it it's okay to cry on a wedding day anybody's wedding day you're fine to be fair i think he was probably joking and he was just saying i wasn't crying i wasn't oh okay 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 but either way so there you go. Mm, that's a good award. Congratulations to Kenji. You really earned that one. Congrats. Um, let's see. I like your superlatives more. Mine are just like generic awards. Awards, I think. I wish I would have gone for it. The next three, I those are the two kind of most creative ones. The next three, okay, are not as creative. Yeah. Um, so this next one is most times having their butt grabbed at the wedding. Oh, this award actually goes to me. Uh. The Corcoran ants, mm. <laughs> really, <laughs> all over my hiney this weekend, that weekend. My mom's there was sisters. A point, yeah, yeah, your mom's sisters. There was a point where I was uh, walking through the crowd, turned back. I think you and you and Katie were doing something on the floor. And I, two, two people just have a handful of each cheek. And I turn around and it's Connie and Carol really getting <laughs> after it back there. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Um, and then just, you know, multiple, a lot of moms grabbed my butt this Grab weekend, that weekend. Wow. Grab an ass. I was like, I know I look good. You, I was almost like, damn, Travis, the great, great call in the ultra slim pants. But booty was popping. Booty was popping. Uh, uh, yes, that's a, that's a staple of the Corcoran clan. Very affectionate uh, in ways that some might feel uncomfortable about. But no, I was, take it was wonderful. Okay, yeah. I'm glad Surprising. to that you enjoyed Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. But obviously, much love to all the ants. Of course. All right, my next award is biggest mental error. And that one goes okay. to me. For not buying enough white claws or wine for the wedding. Um, so when I went through the guest list, like I was told, you're supposed to like guess what people are drinking and how much. And I stupidly just basically put all the men as drinking beer and all the like younger women drinking white claws, all the older women drinking wine. And Silly. we bought like 250 or 300 white claws for like the Friday thing and the wedding. And then by Friday, we'd already gone through like 100. And I went to the store and bought a hundred more. And then during the wedding, our planner went to the store and bought a hundred more. And we still ran out like at like eight thirty. Kind of early. Like yeah, 8:30. Kind of early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So if you're planning a wedding out there, don't make that mistake. And we actually also ran out of wine, like right at the end of dinner, because I wasn't, I didn't think that every single person there would be drinking three glasses of wine, but it's okay. We didn't run out of beer. We didn't run out of beer. That was actually pretty good. I feel like that we ran out of wine. I didn't need any more for sure, but it had it been there. I would have had some Mm. because I wanted it with my red meats, you know? True. Exactly. Yeah. That was a, that was a good call by you. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to rename this award. Um, we're going to call this one the uh, Heads Up 7-Up Award. Ooh. So you might think, uh, you know, somebody's playing somebody playing games at the wedding where they, uh, you know, count it, like they had their heads head on a swivel where they paying attention to everything. No, it's uh, inadvertently looking like you're playing Heads Up 7-Up by being passed out <laughs> on the table by dinner time. That goes to Chevy Reed. Congratulations, Chevy. Before the party had even started, a truly impressive showing. <laughs> I I saw him at like right after dinner and he seemed or maybe it was it was before dinner I think he seemed fine mm-hmm. and then like right after dinner someone's like yeah Chevy already had to get taken home I'm like oh yeah. my <laughs> good for him quick turnaround nice work Chevy this somebody has to be the mm-hmm. drunkest at the wedding you, you gotta you somebody's gotta so I will repay you by being the drunkest one at your wedding next month nice hell yes probably not but no I might I'll do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. My number next four award? award is the assist of the night okay. it was a tough call there were two candidates um it was between my mother mary noel and mm-hmm. groomsman nate heinrichs uh my mom during the ceremony handed me a hanky to wipe the sweat off my face because i was just absolutely dripping sweat that was a nice mm-hmm. assist really nice job however she was docked points because her phone went off during the ceremony. So uh... in fucking credible. <laughs> there wasn't a doubt in my mind when it was going off that it was Mary Noel's phone, by the way. It was like playing some like beatbox music. It wasn't even like a <laughs> ring. I don't know what was going on. Um, it was so, so funny. <laughs> it was funny. I, I wasn't uh, mad about it, but she is docked points. Therefore, Nate Heinrichs gets the assist of the award included in his best, uh, not best man, but Grimsman speech. Um, he provided me a headband which actually really came in in handy. It was it was really supposed to be a joke clutch. about how sweaty I got, but it actually was quite handy because I threw that bad boy on at probably like nine o'clock and it uh, it definitely helped. It was mad sweaty in there um, in a good way though. I feel like people right. were getting after it early on on the dance floor. So I know I'm surprised you waited that long to put the headband on. It was great, great gift by Nate. I think I just forgot about it and somebody reminded me and I went, oh, shit, mm-hmm. I should have had that on hours ago. Nice work, Nate. Nice work, Nate. Congratulations. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Let's call this one. No, you know what? This one's an important one at weddings. We're just going to call it what it is. This is the best dancer. Oh. Award obviously goes to me, but the best dance move, the best singular dance move oh, okay. yeah. of the night goes to none other than our very own. Travis Knoll, in his first dance with his bride, pulled out the Mac from Sunny fight dancing. <laughs> Brilliant stuff by you. Well done. Thank you. I had been practicing quite a bit, but it's all about getting the elbows up, hands on the shoulder, elbows up. Uh, I'm glad somebody appreciated it. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's been in the works for some time. So mm-hmm, thank mm-hmm. you very much. Um, well, did you have a best move of your own? What, what is your best move 
at wedding day? Uh, all moves. All, all moves. moves are my best move, I would say. Love. I'm pretty good at throwing it back. There was a minute I was throwing it back on Katie. Okay. Uh, yeah. She was Close. dancing. Um, I'm really good at just like kind of being to the beat. It's just kind of what I'm good at, I would okay. say. It's just the Elvis. I'm always just on rhythm. I'm just right. always on rhythm. Right. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with best comeback performance. Um, also two candidates for this award. I nearly awarded this to myself again. And that was based on the first impressions I left with your girlfriend, Nikki, were not great. Um, I sent her a lot of <laughs> drunk Instagram messages one night um, telling her that it's crucial that she respond to me and that you have a, a because why? genitalia. Um, okay. Is that why? I and forget what it was. It, that one and that... Um... I believe it said he like men. Yeah. <laughs> His he has a small penis. It is crucial. It is crucial that you call me. <laughs> that was the first kind of the first impression, and then really the first time I met her, I don't even remember because I was blacked out at a barbecue at your house. <laughs> so I'm not sure she was the biggest fan of me, but I feel like I managed to turn that around. It was some good quality time with Nikki, and and we we're on good terms now. So that Can't was a back. candidate for best comeback mm-hmm. performance, but it was the runner up. Um, the award has to go to my bride, Katie Knoll, who executed a textbook puke and rally at her own wedding. Couldn't agree more. I also gave the rally cap award to oh, okay, course, good. Katie good. Knoll as she uh, puked, did not get a drop of puke on her dress whatsoever. Nobody even knew she threw up. No. Had that been me, everybody would have. It's loud, it's real loud. Screaming. Oh, 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 God. Yes. So well done, Katie. Yeah, yeah I, that was great. also my next award. Okay, good. And I'm I'm out. So you have do you have any more? Yep, I have one more. <laughs> okay, good. Um, this one I'm gonna call the military dog award. <laughs> okay. This is the award given to the person most excited to see me when I showed up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Mary Knoll, very, very close. When I showed up, she gave me a huge hug. She says, oh, my LB. And then she said, you're a sick, sick man because she apparently listens to the pod and listens to the last one when I gave a whole regaling on um, what Marvel characters were best at performing mouth sex. Um, but she said she loved me. Uh, big hugs from the fridge, goo. Shouts, Elliot. Great guy. But the one guy who was most excited had to have been the Dankster, DJ Danko, yep. who actually met my girlfriend first. And when he asked who she was here with and he told her, she told him it was me. He just couldn't contain his excitement. May have even said, oh, lucky. <laughs> Full fangirl moment. Shouts to the Dankster. He's like, no way. That's so sick. I was sick. <laughs> uh, so congratulations on the military dog award, DJ. Congrats, DJ. We, uh, Katie and I played some two-on-two uh, two basketball with DJ and Kyle, who was also at the wedding on Monday mm-hmm. night. So that was a good time. Nice, so. nice, nice. Um, nice. Okay. So that's a pretty good recap. Those are all the awards for the wedding. Great job all around, everybody. And congrats to you, Noel, again. Fantastic wedding. Thank you. Um, sucked that I had to stand by Christian. He was so fucking tall. Also, my uh, head was dripping sweat during the ceremony. But that's, that's all I'm going to complain about. And there's no dessert, but that's it. <laughs> there was no dessert. That's true. Yeah. I did have several people tell me that they ate way too much and they they felt sluggish the rest of the night. So mm, meat sweats. Yes, the meat sweats. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, probably the second most important happening of the past week or so was the NBA Finals. Oh, that's that's still going on? That it, it is not, actually. Ah! It ended last night, believe it or not, the Milwaukee Bucks, our Bucks, coin and Nolan our, Bucks. Our Bucks. Pulled it off, beating the Suns in game six. Um, just some quick thoughts on those. I've got a few notes. You have anything yep. you'd like to start Same. with? Uh, sure. I just, I would say, so obviously the Thon McCurr and Giannis led Bucks, incredible. <laughs> First and foremost, Giannis putting up 50 points in game six to win is just incredible. Like that's got to be, I mean, it's easy to say arguably, but it probably is the most incredible like finals winning performance ever. Got to yeah. know, maybe it, you take into account opponent maybe not up to par of like some of the ones we've seen in the past where you're getting you know like triple doubles and 40 from Kyrie against the 2016 Cavaliers yeah or like Kawhi performances um but I mean 50 points five blocks just looking completely unstoppable all game long um I did a little research okay. only six other players have ever scored 50 plus in the finals Elgin Baylor 61 very impressive Mm. Uh, MJ, Rick Barry, Jerry West, LeBron, and Bob Pettit. And uh, I'm going to say pretty much nothing important happened in the NBA before 1980. So that list is now only Michael Jordan, LeBron, and Giannis. <laughs> Those three guys. Might I say a goat performance? Oh, he is according to Kimmy. Kimmy. Oh, yeah. I should read that in the middle of this. You should. Uh, let, me, let me finish off this thought, and then I'll okay. read the Kimmy, the Kimmy okay. message. Yep. Never a doubt in my mind who's going to be finals MVP, but I love him going out there and just sealing it with a bow. Just make sure, let everybody know, like, I also had those two moments, but I can also score, you know, 50 points if you want me to. Yeah. Um, also for the people, CJ McCollum specifically saying, how many finals MVP votes should Middleton get? Uh, the answer is zero, none. Stop. He played great. He played really good. Should we, like, are a few people going to be like, you know what? I know that Giannis averaged like over 35 a game and had a shit ton of blocks in every important play in the finals. But that Middleton guy, let me just toss him a bone here. Stop. It's clear. Yeah. 100% of the votes should go to Giannis. Yeah, I mean, obviously after game six, for sure. <clears throat> I think you could have made a case after three, yeah, four, five yeah. games. Yeah, I guess that you could have. I don't think you could make – it. Was, uh, to me, it was like the Kyrie-LeBron, not even even quite that much, but of the 2016, like Kyrie had a shitload of points, but clearly LeBron was MVP. Kind of same thing. I mean, Middleton yeah, averaged almost similar. 30, right? I think he was like 29 a game. 20, now, yeah, 25, 26. Up until game six because he was absolute butt all game, game six. Yeah, he's butt cheeks. Makes, he did hit a big shot at the end, but he was yeah. not good. Giannis's performance is that much more impressive because his teammates offensively were trash other than Bobby Portis and then two minutes of Brooke Lopez. Um, and what was I, what was I going to say? Oh, his fucking free throw shooting is unbelievable. What the this fuck dude is that? Where did that come throw. from? And he, he makes, what is it? 14 of 16 or 15 of 17? Uh, 17 of 19. I think. Oh, 17 of 19. It's unbelievable. And he, he actually was 17 of 18 until that last one. That would have yeah, been. Yeah, exactly. One. So, um that was that won the game i mean that won the game if he shoots his average i mean they they probably they lose. lose they lose so yes. yeah that's nuts um, right, what's kimmy's text kimmy's message says <clears throat> it's a it's a instagram message to my family with the video of him talking about the win i think it's the 50 piece one mm -hmm. 
this guy is definitely my favorite athlete of all time. Goat kind, humble, <laughs> respectful, appreciative, probably very coachable, funny, and talented. I messaged her back and I'm like, you, you just heard of this guy this year. He's your favorite athlete of all time? Of all time. What do you mean? And she's like, okay, you caught me. He just seems like such a great guy. And then I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, this seems like just a direct shot at like LeBron and other guys that I like. And she's like, no, I don't think so. It's just that he seems more than them to be very likable and funny and honest. And I was like, okay. Okay, Gary. Actually... And then she said at the end, a goat guy. And I was like, a goat guy. So I actually didn't read it as, so you're saying that goat kind was, is a phrase like the kind that is oh, like that's, a goat. That's a good point. I, I thought it, it was saying goat. he is the goat. He's also a very kind guy. I thought it was. Yeah, two I think so. Things. It's just a missed, missed uh, comment. I just, I read, I read to the punctuation. It's a fatal flaw. Right. Well, I kind of do like he is the goat kind. He's the kind yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense while I was reading it, I guess. Okay. Um, Absurd, Kimmy. Absurd, Kimmy. Um, yeah, my thoughts on so question for you on Giannis then. So he's got the two iconic plays. You've got the yep. block on Aiton, which you didn't see because you were cleaning up dog puke or something. Um, yep. Dog puke or poop? Puke. Dog puke. Good. And then the the alley oop at the end of game five. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. End of game five. Um, which of those plays do you think is going to be replayed more in history? And do we have any names for those two plays? Uh, I will say that the oop will probably be replayed more, but the block was more important. Mm. Um, true. Because mm -hmm. Drew's Drew, true. Drew. Um, yeah. He could have just dribbled out the clock there. The block mm -hmm, kind of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. could have won him the game. True. I, um, think, I don't have any names yet, but if you have some, or you can go on with your answer. I'll try to think of some names. I think from just a viewing perspective, the alley oop is somewhat of a routine play so you need context with it to to know that it's a fantastic play whereas the block right. is clearly a spectacular play just to watch in a vacuum so that's yeah. why i kind of think maybe the block gets played more um, okay but like in terms of the Giannis legacy or the bucks title run I think that oop is is more iconic for that sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I think I think we're on the same page ish. Okay. I just okay. feel like people. Um, I just feel like people lean towards watching offensive plays more. True. Yeah, you that's know? absolutely so, true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any names for. I feel like there should be names for players. I'll yeah, I was trying to think of anything Greek related. You already got the Euro step, and then what else we got? The Greek. Uh, what, can we do something with Feta? Hmm. We, there might be something there. Okay. I don't know if I'm smart enough to think of something in the next ten seconds. <laughs> okay. Uh, now let me ask you: the DeAndre like the block like a block of cheese? That doesn't work. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> the um, DeAndre Ayton alley oop for the win against the Clippers, which yeah, I heard was called the Valley Oop, Valley -oop. which is great name. So good. It's such a good. So name. good. I thought of it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I feel like I did, but. Um, <laughs> does since the, the Suns did not win the title, does that diminish the value oop, or is the value oop still going to have some 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 airtime in the future? It'll get airtime in the future, but it definitely does. I mean, I don't know how you can't say it. It diminishes the value of it, right? Like yeah. that. That's one of those things that's like, what a fucking sick play and route to the title, right? But exactly, 
they're like, yeah, it was a sweet play. And then they're like, oh, they won the title that year. Like, no, they lost in the finals, but it was a good play. The, the, the marquee play I think of as a play that gets a lot of hype in the playoffs for a team that didn't win the finals is LeBron's game winner over the Magic. Right. They play that a lot. Uh, and they the lost in the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, like in six yeah. to Orlando. That's true. That's but true. I don't think uh, it's quite the same. So. All right. Uh, I guess I feel like it, well, it depends on, I mean, it's almost unfair because they're, it's a LeBron play. Right. It's like, that's like saying, you know, they yeah. play the, you know, ELO shot and stuff all the time for MJ, but yeah. it's like, I'm trying to think of other iconic moments from other players that they, they just don't really, you kind of have to be the face of the league to, to get that. That's true. Yeah. I'll we'll have to make a, maybe we'll and make I don't a think, list I don't think the, DeAndre Ayton is handsome enough, to, handsome enough to be the face of the league. I can't, like, it's so hard to decide if he looks really old or really young. It's really, it's really hard both, to decide. Both. Sometimes you're like, that guy looks like he's 12, but he also right. has, like, an old man face. It looks like – you've seen I Think You Should Leave, right? I haven't watched season two. Okay. the I, You know the, the baby of the year contest? Yeah. Kind of slap a beard on that one kid? That's, that's right. what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Um, next. Uh, not a ton of offense in game six. There was that one stretch at the beginning of the second quarter that was just – Fucking brutal. Not, not great to watch at all. I mean, stretch of game quarter one, two was like, what was it? Eight minutes in and it was like nine to five or something like that. It was like two to two for like the first like seven minutes. Yeah, it was gross. But more importantly, the Suns were more stagnant than I had ever seen them. Uh, It probably, you think, you think Chris Paul does a LeBron injury thing after this? Like, Like it was worse than he thought. Yeah, I think uh, maybe I think they were talking about this on Simmons podcast, but it it would have been easy to say Chris Paul was hurt if we just looked at games like four and five or three, four, five. But then right. this last game, he looked totally fine and he played great. Right. So like, was he hurt or did he just kind of choke or fade away? Like, he played I fine, I guess, but it's <laughs> like it's like. You know, when they talk about like good stats, bad team guys that were like, yeah. I'm going to get mine in a nutshell. This game was like a microcosm of the last couple where I was watching Chris Paul and he was like, well, I'm doing my part. And he's like, I'm going to go get my shot. But Chris Paul's thing is he's the point guy and he's always good at getting guys involved. And did you feel like he just never went and started an offensive series or set or anything like that? This last game. I thought the first quarter he was like, he wouldn't even look at the hoop. He would drive into the lane and Look to kick, but not in like a rhythm kick. It was like a panic kick back out to the top of the key. That was like whole first quarter. And then the rest of the game, it was just like, I'm going to shoot. So yeah, it didn't really feel like he got into that point guard rhythm that we're used to, I guess. Yeah. I just, scoring wise, he did well, but yeah, yeah he did. Which was set. nice because he had like that one really him. nice alley-oop to Aiden, I think mm-hmm. on a pick and roll, mm-hmm. but that was really about it. Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul's got one of like the nicest mid range games out there. Uh, that, that shot when he's like fading, he, he slows around, fake drives to the hoop, pops back, fading to the right. I mean, that shot's money. He doesn't miss that shot. Yeah. That but you're, he's way too passive. Like, it's funny. I think he was too passive in passing the ball. Like, he needed to be going. There was a lot of times where he was like letting Crowder and Mikhail Bridges dribble around and do fucking nothing for 20 seconds before, you know, throwing the ball away. Yeah. You, you, I think you need to go get the ball. This is especially considering I bet him over eight and a half assists in that game. <laughs> Didn't do shit. Yeah. Like six? Huh? five, five, oh, five. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and it, 
there it was funny though i just it seemed like there was a point where you have to realize that maybe you just didn't have it that game and you need to let campaign cook for like 25 minutes i don't know he seemed he just didn't seem scared at all he was ready for it i just i hate campaign I hate oh it's how, gross his, I shot is how his, his feet go diagonal yeah oh gross it's terrible chris paul has that move so i was while we're watching the game i was t- talking to katie and i'm like every time he drives in the lane he always pump fakes the guy flies by and then he fades back and shoots it i'm like he never actually shoots it on the first time, like when he actually gets in the lane. Next time down the court, he did, and he made it. So it's like he was listening to me. I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I guess he does. Never mind. So. I'm sure he like he's like, okay, I got to mix it up this time. Let me let me sneak one in here. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Um, what's your um, next thought? My next thought, Devin Booker. What do you think about Devin Booker being this year's Jamal Murray? I feel like everyone up until the Western Conference Finals last year wanted to crown Jamal Murray as a superstar. I don't think – I think Booker's a le- slight level above Jamal Murray. But I think everyone totally overreacted on Devin Booker being like – people were trying to say he's a top-10 guy. I don't uh, – it's not, not there, guy. right, especially no. with the last couple of games, the way he performed. No. I just think you have these huge performances in the playoffs. People want to crown him. And then next year, people are going to say, think of him in this light because he made it to the finals of being a top whatever guy. I think he's going to be kind of the same guy unless he like – really ups his three-point game or something like that but i just think people went a little overboard with the with the booker hype which is kind of what happened with jamal murray last year yeah i like that i the only thing i would say that's different is that to me if not if devin booker is not the best player on the suns it's a much more even conversation than it is between Jokic and murray you know if that makes sense but I think I agree with you in 2021, but okay. I think after last year's playoffs, I think we actually had this conversation on the pod. I think we were debating if Jamal Murray or Jokic was a better player on the Nuggets during the playoffs. Were we really? I think we did. Ooh. Embarrassing. Well, well, you say that now because Jokic just had his MVP season, and I know Jokic flashed I feel like we that both... the previous year. I think we both picked I imagine Jokic, we both sided with Jokic. Com- yeah, I agree, but I think it was a com- more of a conversation than it is. Now. That's a good point. That's but a good point. Yes, I agree that Booker and I'd say Booker is the best player on the Suns. I would say so too. Paul is maybe the most valuable or whatever, but right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Um, but yes, I do think that there's a slight reaction, and I agree that. I mean, he's just he's just not a top ten guy in the league right now. Like, I've got any way you cut it. I've got some Booker hate for you later. So. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, my next thought is Frank Kaminsky with just like 18 question marks behind it, getting minutes. I think uh, nobody was more shocked than Frank Kaminsky that Frank Kaminsky was playing. <laughs> but there was like a five-minute stretch where he looked like a fucking all-star. He was good. He was like running. He only had he only had six points, but the, the, sequ- the sequence was like Kaminsky dunk, offensive board, block, steal dribbles it up pass scores again i was like whoa what was that it was so confusing can someone explain to me why frank kaminsky can't be kelly olenic like right a legitimate role player on a title team like he, his, i don't know his shot doesn't look that bad maybe he can't play defense or maybe he just can't shoot quite as well as olenic but uh, he did some stuff i was impressed mm-hmm. Ugh, playing in his I home really state didn't expect you to bring up kelly olenic on this podcast gross 
Oh, the Gross. guy that I tried to foul at a party and stuff. Oh, sick. Uh, yeah, nice work, Frankie. Mm-hmm. All right, my last thing on the finals <clears throat> is a little bit long, but it is Noel buying jersey tees is good luck for the team for which he buys them for. And I'll tell you why. With four examples, taking you back to 2014, I was living in Los Angeles. Uh, during the Stanley Cup finals, I bought a jersey tee by a guy by the name of Justin Williams. Didn't really Correct. know who he was. He was just kind of the front and center. Um, I went down to Staples Center in the area to watch game five. Kings ended up winning the championship in game five. Justin Williams, uh, MVP of the playoffs. The Con Smythe trophy, I believe it's called. Yep. Con mm-hmm. Smythe. Correct. It was a good start. Good start. Take you to July 2016. My first trip to Chicago. Katie and I, Katie bought us tickets to the Cubs game. I bought a Chris Bryant jersey tee that, that day. Gross. Your worst jersey tee. Chris Bryant then five months later went on to win National League MVP and the Cubs went on to the World Series that year. Mm-hmm. Taking you to December mm-hmm. 2019 for Christmas, I decided to buy myself a nice LeBron Lakers jersey tee. What do you know? Lakers win a title. LeBron finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Now I'm taking mm-hmm. you to May of 2021 for my best man competition. I say I'm going to buy myself a nice Cream City Giannis jersey tee. Later that year, Giannis Finals MVP, Bucks win the title. Coincidence? I think not. That's four I, times. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, again, posted that picture out on our, uh, our Instagram. Yep. And listener Reed Nelson asked, oh, is this just limited to basketball? Apparently not. No, this is transcends. I don't know. How do you hockey. feel about a football we don't even do jersey tee? I do have a sweet Clinton Portis one, and I do have a mm. nice Kirk Cousins Michigan State one. So I think mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. certain forms, they're okay. But generally, I like right. football jerseys themselves. So I may mm. or may not have just bought myself a Chase Young jersey. So <sighs> Jersey? Jersey. Oh. I do have a Dwayne Haskins jersey tee that I technically got for free. So we're going to keep that one in the closet. <laughs> I, uh, I think I might have to get myself a little Minnesota jersey tee at first. If I can find a go first. Ooh. JT, when I go to Minnesota over Labor Day, it's going to be huge. I'm trying to think who the best gopher is. You know who I really like? Tyler Johnson, wideout for the Bucks. He's like their fourth wideout. He was a rookie last year. Mm-hmm. He was a baller for the Gophers. I think a second-round pick of the Falcons like five or six years ago, Rasheed Hegman. Mm. Pretty sure he retired, but go yeah, first. he was pretty good too. Go, go first. Go first. Um, Sadly, my Jersey T stuff never worked on Grievous. He didn't win any finals MVPs. Yeah, that's yeah, that, like four Jersey out, Outlier, I would say. I was really hoping Don't, that, that little guy. Would I wouldn't worry about that little guy. <laughs> Who should we crown next? I guess is the question. Listeners, let us know. Who? What Jersey? Let tees? us know. Yeah, I mean, I think if you guys want to send us Jersey tees of your favorite team. I will. I'm they will win the JT title. or I will. Do. Yeah, they will win a title. I'm you can buy guy. your team a title right yeah. now. Um, right. my last, yeah, last thought I'm genuinely happy. I, um, this year was a strange year. I feel like I would have watched all games. I just didn't get to the first, like three ended up being kind of busy for game one games, two and three we were doing, I guess I watched game three in a bar and big fork, but game yeah. two missed pretty much all of it, you know, yep. hanging out, doing wedding stuff, which is yep. great. But, um, then finally like sat down to watch, all of four, five, and six. Could have been happier with them. Great mm-hmm. games. Um, and I'm happy for avid listener Skylar. Skylar Anderson, congratulations, man. I hope you blacked out super hard last night. He was 
uh, in that 65,000 person crowd getting buck wild. Um, congratulations. It's awesome. And then Giannis is such a likable guy. Yeah. I wonder how long, what should we take over unders or I'll give you one over under two and a half years before people start hating Giannis. It's so hard. Like, I guess I feel like there was a roadmap. Like I'd say five years ago, we would have felt this way about Steph Curry. Like, or yeah. I did. I felt like he was just so likable, but I guess I think I could have got there in my mind of, okay, he's kind of this small guy annoying. If he kind of starts bitching about calls or whatever, people could start mm-hmm. hating him. I just can't. What is Giannis going to do that people are going to start hating him? I'll take the right. over. Uh, just cause I just, I don't, I don't know how to get there, but my, that's my heart, I guess my head and logic tells me every guy that reaches the top that they're going to start hating them. And I, I don't know how he's just so great. Yeah. I, I think that it's just like kind of, I really do think it's inevitable. Like people are going to hate you when you're at the top, Yeah, it's no matter what, but he is just like such a bubbly fun guy. He's very accessible in the media. He likes to make videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Seems to connect well with kids. Um, the other, I wonder if he like what what made Steph so likable to kids, which is kind of surprising. That makes you honest. I mean, at least people could fake play like Steph. Right. You can't just be seven feet tall and run and jump super fast, super right. high and super fast. You know, like that's you can't do it. It's incredible I, that he's become, and it's it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Like in it, uh, complete opposite of what Stephen A. Smith has said, like similar to Shohei for baseball. I think it's fucking awesome that we have like an international guy is like the face right right now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, Steph, the love for Steph was different. And I think it did stem from what you talked about. Like everyone wants to be Steph. I don't think a lot of kids still are going, uh, Oh, I'm Giannis. Look at me. I'm Giannis and doing like a Euro step or whatever. It just, it just doesn't really work that way. I mean, People mm-hmm. really wouldn't do that about LeBron because it's the same thing. You're just kind of this, this athletic freak. You can't like imitate that very well, but you could, anyone can huck it from half court and say, I'm Steph Curry. So, right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the over, but we'll see. Okay. And then this is the last thing. Cause I just thought of it. Okay. Because similar to, you know, Michael, this again, again, like kind of a freak athlete, big, strong, fast, yeah. crazy competitive. LeBron, big, strong, fast, crazy, competitive, won a lot. Um, and the thing that kind of I feel like Steph was on a track for it. People, you know, hate to get into goat talk right now, but if you're talking about grace of all time, like, like there's a path, I guess, for somebody who is just kind of like when you have unmatchable size, speed, and athleticism, that there is a track. Like if he wins like, you know, three straight titles, you're like, oh, shit. Like he probably is in the conversation for like top three, top two, top one of all time. Yeah, there is, there is a roadmap. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't get there with my head just yet. Either. No, no, no. Well, no. man, mainly because I just think his path for the next five, 10 years seems so hard. Like I so don't hard. think we're going to see, I mean, now the NBA changes every year it just seems unlikely to me that we're going to see these like two and three peats happening as much as they have in the past. Um, Which is good. That's what we should want. Yeah, no, for sure. 
But I just think with Brooklyn and the Lakers and you got Dame moving somewhere and you got, I mean, hey. just so many good teams. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hope not. I hope he stays. I hope not. And but uh, there really are so many good teams and it feels like so many teams are like, you know, adding one piece away. Like if Jamal Murray doesn't get hurt, that Denver team could have gone toe to toe probably with, with Milwaukee. I feel like. Yeah, probably. And if, Kevin Durant's toes not on the line, then they're yeah. probably the champs. Um, but I guess the Lakers are just Russell Westbrook away from winning it next year. So I guess God. we'll see. <laughs> All right. I feel like that's the that's what you can say about teams with Russell Westbrook. They're a Russell Westbrook away from winning it. <laughs> hey, when's the last time Russell Westbrook was the third best player on a team? OKC made it to the finals. So that's from true. on the Lakers, let's do it. You know, I'd okay. be high feed, but it would, oh my that would be a frustrating I just, experience. I'd be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not get into that. Let's, let's keep moving. We got okay. a lot to get to. We're almost an hour in. All right. Anything else? Finals? Good. Nope. That's it. Okay. Let's move from basketball to basketball. All right. The third best happening of the last week was the release of Space Jam, a new legacy. A new legacy. <laughs> so I, I had to look it up again. I realized it wasn't, oh, it is Space Jam 2, a new legacy. Okay. Oh, it is. So Space Jam came out. Did you see it in theaters or on HBO? I did. I saw it in theaters. Oh, Went good. to a theater. It was lovely, yeah. Really? Theater, nice. theater uh, experience was great. I was really into mm-hmm. so I just I like I like seeing movies in general. I right. like going to the movies. Me too. You and I are on the same page there. Just going to the movies is great. And it's been so long since we're in the movies. So mm-hmm. we're going to do some in or out. I believe for this one, we each have five. Is that correct? Roughly. You always go yeah. above and beyond. Yeah, I always All right, yeah. let's go in and out. We'll take turns on aspects of Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Uh, if you haven't mm-hmm. seen the movie, I guess I have to say, spoiler alert, to some extent, I'm not going to get too deep. To some extent. But also, yeah, yeah, you know what happens. I mean, like, there's it's no uh, they're gonna, They win. They're going to win the they game. Win. They're gonna they win. win the game. There's going to be some adversity. Yeah. There's aliens. I'm sorry yeah. if we blew anybody's mind on that one. Yeah, I guess they're not aliens. But okay, um, you, you go first. Okay. Uh, this is my first one just because I thought it was weird and it just struck me right off the back. That, back, that. Um, not using his actual kids' names. They used mm. Dom and Darius instead of Bronny and Bryce. What do you in or out on that? I'm in on it for the kids' sake because then Bryce is forever labeled as the geeky Dom kid, which he very well may be. They clearly made the kids like kind of look like them. The little pudgier, yeah, yeah, yeah. shorter one. Bryce looked a lot like like a yeah. lot like a dumb. did yeah. and maybe you're going to get into this did mj's kids have his kids actual names it's i think so kid. yeah oh he did yeah, i believe so yeah because sure. and same thing with his wife savannah was like K- kamaya or something right yeah something like that yeah i have it up right i now, would actually. say i'm in i think you have to do that you think so? Okay. I feel like if you if you go with their names, you just got to cast the kids in the movies if you're going to use their names. That's what I was thinking. I just thought maybe it was just kind of weird to me that they didn't. I don't know, but that's a lot of pressure again. I agreed with it afterwards. I was just like, it seemed kind of weird to have different names. I think I'm out. So I think if it were like the original Space Jam where the kids just like briefly in it, you could cast your kids. But like yeah. Dom was like the main character of the thing. So yeah. you yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. really cast your kid as a main character. Okay, I agree. All right, are you in or out on Don Cheadle as a bad guy? Oh, that's one of mine too. No, nice. oh, it is. Okay, we'll move on to it. Don Cheadle as a villain. I actually am in on this. I thought he did well as a villain. Um, he, he, you know what he has that's really good? The flip from smiling to 
serious, like very stern face. I think Don Cheadle has a very nice that. Yes. I don't know what you're going to call that expression. He has a very expression, expressionist, expression-y face. So yes, I'm very in on Don Cheadle's. Okay, good. I, generally, I'd say I am too. I'm, I'm generally a Cheadle guy. I felt like the first 20 minutes of Cheadle on the movie was really kind of awkward and like really finding a rhythm. I almost felt like he was mailing it in, but I think it was just because mm-hmm. it was kind of awkward, like trying to explain who he was and what he was doing. Also think mm-hmm. Al G rhythm is like the worst name ever. It like made me cringe whenever they said Al G rhythm. Little, little tough. It's, it's, yeah, little tough. it's not good. I mean, I get what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm pretty in on Cheadle. I will say compared to animated Danny DeVito though, I probably got to give the edge to Space Jam 1 for the villain. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Animated Danny DeVito is fantastic with the with the cigar the entire time too. Right. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, and, and and cartoon cigars are just look good. Give me the crowd. Yeah, as good as exactly. it gets. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next, Wiley Coyote as game MVP, which would be in or out on that. <laughs> um Wiley Coyote, like somewhere along the line, decided he was going to make this multiplier machine. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just start shooting baskets in the hoop and then himself in the hoop, which I think got him more mm-hmm. points when he shot himself. More points, that. more points. Yes. Right, 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 right. right. Um, I think he's, he had to have scored over half the points. I have to be in on it. I mean, it's really hard to argue that he wasn't the MVP. If he doesn't do that, they're not even in the game. Not even in the game. It's not close. Right. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So I'm also in on Wiley Coyote as so game MVP. Wiley received unanimous votes from the rookie show pod. Yeah, for sure. Okay, good. All right. Are you in or out on Ernie Johnson and Lil Rel as the announcers for the game? I actually was pretty in on that. Oh, they had pretty okay. good chemistry. Yeah, oh. I like Ernie a lot. Yeah. I, I like Ernie a lot. Lil Rel, he's good at inserting himself when he needs to. I thought they had good play off each other. Um, Lil Rel is one of those funny guys. It's it's funny seeing him and then remembering that his name is Lil Rel. And then you're like, God, you chose that a long time ago. Bet you wish you could change that now. <laughs> See, I'm I mean, everyone's in on Ernie Johnson. You he's got a pretty high approval rating. So Ernie was fine. He did fine. I'm super out on Lil Rel. And the main reason is he's just not funny to me. I, I've never seen him do or say anything that was funny. All of his lines are just like, I I don't get this. Um yeah, I have some thoughts. I would have loved I, – I guess my dream team would have been – I would prefer Mike Breen. I feel like he's got some more, like, iconic things. Like, he could have given some bangs in there, right? Some bangs. Yeah. And then maybe Richard Jefferson would have been good as, as the as – mm, He's already got the, right? uh, the, the pop tattoo. He'd been good right there. They just right. made that really sore. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I'd say in on Ernie, out on Lil Rel. Did okay. the original Space Jam, I know that the like mouse did the announce, like the the um, pregame intros or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. in Space Jam 1. I don't know that they had announcers during the game, though. I don't think they did. It wasn't like broadcast. I don't really remember. I'm not before. sure. I can't remember either. I should have rewatched it. I was thinking about rewatching it before yeah. this. Ran out of time. I don't know if I have any time. I don't have time. Um, all right. My next one is Dame Time in the Movie. Not the theory, but the execution of it. What do you think? This is also a partial one of mine because I have one about the player cameos. I actually thought that the Dame Time bit in the movie was one of the best parts of the movie. I thought it was really well done. It was kind of funny. 
it was you had him rapping in there right um mm-hmm. i thought they executed that brilliantly personally your thought i thought so the execution of game time itself mm-hmm. uh was probably like the cinematic point in the movie where you're like that was so fucking cool yeah the way they shot that was all really good but. the use of dame <laughs> yes. why is he coming <laughs> off the bench if you have this guy that has this power to stop time and score all these points why isn't he starting what what are we doing here that was my <laughs> so you're more questioning uh don Cheadle's coaching acumen yeah, than yeah, anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. right or, or I mean, sorry, they win the game if he's doing that for the whole first half yeah they're up ten thousand. coach rhythm uh just didn't yeah Dame couldn't get enough minutes in Coach Rhythm's yeah. offense. Uh, that, that is mm-hmm. a shame, I have to admit. He was clearly their best player. I don't know. What clearly, done. clearly, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was it was load management. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll continue with the player cameos. With okay. are you in or out on the nickname Wet Fire for Clay Thompson? I am very out on what fire as a name for clay thompson i am also super out on wet fire it sounds like something that they like asked like the nba players like what would your guys's name be if you had like this weird superhero character and one of them said that and everyone's like yes the mm-hmm. producer's like yes we love it it's like uh you know they have the commercial now where the dudes are they're trying to give somebody advice and they keep cutting out and so they, they hear him wrong. It's like, he's like, I don't know. I'm pretty wet, but I also like to catch fire. And they're like, wet fire. Okay. Well, wet fire. sure. It's a little okay. weird. We'll go with that. Yeah. And he's it's like, just oh, why the fuck am I named wet fire? It's bad. Yeah. Okay. No. Overall, I'd say I, I do like what they did with the pro guys and the, the turning them into kind of weird um, creatures. And then I like the concept of, oh, you know, Dom's video game scanned in there their moves for his game. And so the game could then use it. I thought that was a decent little, little. No, I, I thought that the, the idea of it yeah. was really good. Like yeah. I liked the whole premise of it, yeah. but that leads perfectly in my next one, actually. Okay, good. In or out on the game itself versus the original Space Jam game. It's tough uh, when there's just totally arbitrary ways of scoring and um, it just makes absolutely no sense. And LeBron James is basically a non-factor in the game. Um, <laughs> like, they, he didn't help them at all. Um, no. So other than I guess he made the last shot, um, which I feel like any Looney Tune could have made. So I think I saw right. some stat that in the original Space Jam, Michael Jordan was filmed making 22 shots and LeBron made like four. So mm-hmm. – um, I don't know. I guess you got to give the nod to the original just, uh, you know, in terms of it actually being a basketball game, but yeah, that was, so the, the difference between the, the two movies, I think was the biggest one is that, which I, I love getting the gang together movies and I really enjoyed that part of it. Mm, true. But I just didn't love the final execution of the game itself. Um, I think that the, the best part of the original space jam is them playing the game against the monsters. And that's what's right. most fun. Yes. So the whole idea of the movie is about, and then you get to the game in a new legacy and it's first half. They're just getting completely, I mean, they get shit on the first half in the space, the original space jam movie too, but you're like kind of understanding what they need to do. Yeah. I don't think I ever really got what was needed out of the tune squad no. in the new one. But you also knew that they would figure it out. Yeah, exactly. 
yeah, the game was was interesting, but so mm-hmm. be it. All right, well, that sort of leads into my next one too. All right, so are you in or in or out on this plot line for the game itself? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you. Okay. The coach has a very specific way he wants his players to play. He wants them to focus on the fundamentals. The coach is very strict, and he wants his team to be more disciplined. The players have been playing together for a long time, and they like to play a more flashy and eccentric style. The coach then realizes he, need to, he needs to let the players loose in order for them to reach their full potential. Are you in or out on that concept? Is that the plot of Coach Carter? That is the plot of Coach Carter, and it is also the plot of Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Um, that's that's right. all I could think of is like, oh, they just took that exact concept from Coach Carter. I knew you were going to find a way to work Timo Cruz into this. Oh, so who is the Timo? <laughs> I guess I guess Wiley Coyote is the Timo Cruz. Wiley Coyote of, is the Timo Cruz. Yeah. Legacy. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So I feel like they definitely stole that concept. And meanwhile, the original Space Jam, the Michael's secret stuff thing, is a better concept. It, it works better. Agreed. And I was trying to think maybe they stole that from somewhere because we had just got done watching all the Harry Potter movies. And I remember in the Half-Blood Prince, Harry Potter receives the liquid luck and he pretends to give it to Ron before the uh, Quidditch match. Ron balls out because of the placebo effect. Actually, that Harry Potter book was even released after the movie Space Jam. So Really? Okay. So maybe J.K. Rowling stole that from Space Jam. Oh, J.K. J.K., you dirty dog. J.K., you dirty dog. Always stealing stuff. Always Hating stuff. trans people. That's her thing. Um <laughs> All right, my next in or out uh, isn't really an in or out. It's just kind of a question. Okay. What did you think the best cameo uh, appearance, pop culture reference from the movie was? Um, you're probably going to have these listed or remembered better than I, but I, I agree that the getting the gang back together where all the Looney Tunes were in the different worlds was really good. Um, mm-hmm. You had the Game of Thrones. You had the... I don't even remember. So I'm going to rely on you um, to tell me what were the best ones. Okay. I just have my personal favorite one. Okay. Um, I really liked just the scene. There's King Kong comes in and then right behind him is the Iron Giant. And I'm uh, just Mm. a sentimental place in my heart for the Iron Giant. Mac and I used to watch that all the time when we were kids. I really liked seeing the Iron Giant walk in. Um, I also really liked the scene where uh, him and Bugs are in the Batman and Robin car and LeBron is dressed as Robin, which I think is really funny. Very topical for what was in the sports media for the last few weeks about, you know, Giannis possibly being a Robin. Right. And my last one was, I'm glad you brought up Harry Potter. Works right into this. Mm. How do we feel about, I don't know if you noticed, but um, so when they did the Harry Potter world, he jumped over there. LeBron, do you know how, remember what house he was in? He was in Hufflepuff. LeBron and he was excited about Hufflepuff. <laughs> what did you think? Um, honestly... Kind of feel like LeBron is probably a Hufflepuff. Okay. He's the guy that, well, so he's the kid that like thinks he's a Gryffindor and wants to be a Gryffindor, but really maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't surprise think, me that much. No. I feel like you he should have, his real reaction would be like, nah, I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah, you think so. He'd force a trade to I, Gryffindor. I would imagine we think we're in the same house, right? I mean, like, I'm a Gryffindor, so like I don't know. Are you really? Yeah. Oh man, I didn't know you thought that. It's brutal. What a casual opinion. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> what are you? A Ravenclaw. I actually don't know the differences between Ravenclaws and Hufflepuff very well, so I'd have to I'd have to touch up. Okay. What makes you a Ravenclaw over a Hufflepuff? 
mm, more cunning and uh you kind of think more before you do shit and the Gryffindors are just very brave and they're just gonna go like be at the forefront and try to get it done Ravenclaws are like well I mean if we stay take a step back and just like think for a second we uh, probably okay. find a better oh, way. fair enough yeah okay maybe I have yeah. to reconsider maybe I'm a Ravenclaw um okay my last one here the Michael mm-hmm. B Jordan bit are you in or out on that I'm in it's good uh I probably saw it coming I wasn't mad about it I think it's he, I'm glad he leaned into it because I know that he was like, I have to put the B in my name because of Michael Jordan, obviously. I liked it. And especially the reaction from the tunes was really good. Yeah, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. I'm super in on it. But there were two, two parts in the movie where like they, somebody said one little thing and I knew immediately what was going to happen. It was the Dame time and it was the Michael Jordan thing. I was like, oh, here comes Michael B. Jordan. But... <laughs> still was good, still effective. I thought that was a nice, nice uh, add to the movie. Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, last thing. Oh, a couple, I guess I have another in or out. LeBron's acting as a whole slash when he's trying to hype up the tunes, in or out. I mean, I got to be out just because it's not very good. Um by definition (laughs) i just like i don't i don't know what to say it's just like i mean he's just not an actor um i kind of i thought when he was like kind of dancing in the background of porky pig's rap i thought that was all right Mm -hmm. i thought he did okay in the background there yeah um i was more like the stuff that i didn't um like the most was when he was trying to be like a stern dad like that just felt very yeah like the beginning like you're on this court you got to be at work like come on this is just this is not good yeah it's a little little tough tough look for our guy lebron uh yeah yeah, i'm also out um when he was trying to hype up the tunes he did a lot of come on guys like we gotta we gotta focus up here and i just come on come on i just kept thinking of the cartman (laughs) come on or uh jimmy from or jimmy come on from south park (laughs) and yeah just anytime he's like trying to overact it I get that he's definitely more marketable and everything than Michael Jordan was more, you know, kid friendly, family friendly, probably better, funnier, whatever. Space Jam succeeded by limiting how much Michael, Michael Jordan was actually doing acting in the movie. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was good. Like the bit was that he's like, what the fuck am I doing in this tune world? I don't understand what the hell is going on right here. Right. Whereas LeBron was like buddy, buddy with everybody. And you're like, um, I don't know, man. It's LeBron not really, like, not really working for you. Just accepts it within five minutes. And like, it's yeah, totally normal exactly. thing. Um, I just thought of my idea. They should make like a, uh, like doc, a mockumentary last dance type thing, but just like how Michael Jordan really treated his teammates on the tune squad. And just kind of <laughs> cussing them out and like talking shit to Daffy Duck and backing them down in practice and stuff. That would be good. That would be really funny. <laughs> That'd be funny for uh, LeBron's team to put out just to like make him seem better. Right. That's good stuff. Yeah. People don't realize Michael Jordan was a dick. No, people don't realize he was actually a dick. Um, last thing for me is uh, the Monstars versus each other. So Barkley, Ewing, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, and Sean Bradley versus AD, Clay. Dame, Sue Bird, Sue Bird, and Neneka Ogumike, 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 that that sounds right, Ogumike, and then is, was Draymond, Draymond was one too? No, 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 okay, then it's those five, so it's better, 
it's four dudes and one female player could be the starters with one backup. Like, right. We're assuming Dame starting. As yeah. Opposed so we're to, assuming those five. Yeah, exactly. Instead of okay. uh, Dom. Um, I mean, it's tough when you got a WNBA player in there. It's just not the same. I feel like I'd take the, the modern top four over the old top four, but that's probably very biased. I mean, Barkley and Ewing are all timers. So I still go, I still go the, the new guys. I'll take Clay and Dame and maybe. I actually think I'm going to go the other way just okay. to not be like a recency bike. Barkley is one of the best players ever. Ewing was an amazing center. Larry Johnson could score on anybody. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's definitely a matchup, but I think I'd probably side with the older guys. You're probably right, but I'm just yeah, recency bias is easy. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Totally fair. I would say um, my last comment is the like stressed out manager that I guess was trying to replicate what the Newman from Seinfeld guy was in the first Seinfeld mm-hmm. movie. He was not mm-hmm. good. They should have left. That. No, it was bad. there was no point to that. It was just bad. No, he was not funny at all. Well, final question then is, did you like the movie? That was also my final question. I did. I think they did a nice job. Um, I think you and I both lowered our expectations going in, but I thought it, it exceeded them. Feels to me kind of like an Anchorman 2 to the original Anchorman, where it's like, it's, you, you know it's not going to be the first one. I mean, you just know. Mm-hmm. But like, it has its own qualities that make it decent. Like, I thought Anchorman 2 had some funny parts. I thought Space Jam 2 was still a good movie. You just It's hard to compare the two. It's true. I actually think I side, which is almost worse than disliking. I just am kind of indifferent towards the movie. Oh, okay. Don't really have that much of an opinion. Um, it was okay at best, honestly. Yeah, can't say I really liked that much. Full transparency, I was decently drunk during the movie. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, I think I told you all Portland movie theaters serve alcohol. I will say, super out on getting beers at movies. Mm, makes you pee just not i mean you finish yeah yeah i didn't have to pee during it but you finish your beer in like 30 minutes and then i just didn't have a drink for another mm. you know hour and a half which kind of sucked it does suck yeah you're gonna and i didn't want to leave to go get a beer yeah yeah but if they were like if we were doing weight service and i could just order on a little ipad and just they bring it right out to me now we're talking you'd be in on that now we're talking that does exist yeah. that definitely exists so you need to find one of yeah. those one of those okay okay there you have it, Space Jam Review. Space Jam Review. All right, Coin, what time is it now, would you say? It looks like it's 10.33. Oh, it sounds like it might be a little time for a little bit of something. That's right, everybody. It is time for Stumptown, brought to you by the Chief Show. Um, this one's a little about NBA Finals, of course. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions behind some truly remarkable stats by their MVP, Giannis Atentacumpo. 50 points, 14 boards, and five blocks. Truly video game numbers. But mm-hmm. as much as Giannis carried the Bucks to victory in game six, the Suns players didn't do their teams any favors with their play. Devin Booker had a wide open look to potentially cut the lead to three in the final minutes of the game, but couldn't connect. It was his seventh three-point attempt of the game. All misses. 0 for 7 from 3 puts Book in some elite company. Only three players in NBA Finals history 
have had more three-point attempts in a game without making it. The worst performance of all time, John Starks of the New York Knicks went 0 for 11 from downtown as the Knicks blew a 3-2 lead to Houston and lost the championship by six points in 1994. Yikes, Mr. Starks, not good. Um, So there's two other guys that uh, shot worse than 0 for 7 in the finals. If we expand the list to the NBA, uh, from the NBA Finals to include all playoff games, in the history of the league, there are exactly 20 guys who have shot 0 for 8 or worse from 3 in a playoff game. Okay. I just want you to try to name three of those guys. That's it. Hmm. Three of the 20. Russell, Russell Westbrook. That is incorrect. Russell oh, Westbrook wow. has never – gone makeless on more than eight attempts in the playoffs okay okay kobe also incorrect kobe bryant wow. has not gone makeless on that many attempts okay i might I'll take you. a hint you'll take okay. a hint all right um what can my hint be i guess um there are the past few years this is the most occurrences have happened um and there are several MVPs on this list, um, quite a few actually. Um, and yeah, try that. I'll give you a few more strikes. Steph? Incorrect. Steph has oh, not wow. gone over eight. Maybe I'll give you like quite a few MVPs, huh? Yeah. Um, so I guess I could tell you that the finals, the guys in the finals, did it in 2015 and 2010 were the two years. I can tell you that um, many of these happened on one single team in the past few years in the Western Conference, a team that never made the finals. Okay, I was going to say uh, Harden. That is correct. James Harden is one of only two players who have done this twice, actually. Okay. Um, he tied John Starks for the record, 0 for 11, which he did uh, a few years ago. And he actually did it this year with Brooklyn in the uh, round against Milwaukee. He went 0 for 8, I believe. Okay, this was actually the first guy I thought of. Was Eric Gordon on that list? Eric Gordon is correct. Eric Gordon went okay. 0 for 10 in a game a few years ago with the Rockets. Um... Let's see. A couple MVPs. Did I say LeBron already? You did not say LeBron. Okay, LeBron. But that is incorrect. Uh, LeBron did never have a game that bad. I'll give you one more strike, and you only got to get one more right. So this is your last guess. Nash? Incorrect. Yeah. I will give you some notables on this list. The only other guy that we haven't mentioned that shot 10 or more in the Eastern – this was a tough one. I wasn't expecting you to get this. In the Eastern Conference Finals, Give me uh, the team. Cavs versus Celtics, he was on the Celtics in Game 7 when LeBron went to the Finals in 2018, I believe. He was on the Cavs? No, he was on the Celtics. The um, Jeff Green? No. Terry Rozier. 0 for 10 in game seven. Um, 
other notables. So there are two other guys that were on those late 2000, uh, 2010s Rockets teams. Trevor Ariza. And then went, Ryan Anderson. No, Chris Paul. Oh, shit. Trevor Ariza, in that game that they missed 27 straight threes, Trevor Ariza was 0 for 9 from 3 and 0 for 12 overall for zero points. Oof. Pretty good. Here's one you're going to wish you'd gotten. The 2015 finals, J.R. Smith. Yeah, I thought about it. I didn't want to say it, honestly. Um, Yeah, I know. It just makes you sad. Chris Middleton actually did it earlier this year. Went 0 for 9, I believe. And other notables, Michael Jordan did it once in the playoffs. Ah, Kevin Durant did it twice in the playoffs. And Jordan Clarkson did it earlier this year for the Utah Jazz. Um, the 2010 finals guy, Ray Allen. Oh, for wow. finals, believe it or that not. That was when I was just like, I thought I, a few names I obviously thought about. I was just like, I just I can't imagine him not hitting a shot. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Hey, that was a good uh good stump town. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that coin. That has been another round of stump town. Mm-hmm. And that has been another episode of the Rookie Show Pod. Welcome back, everybody. It's been great. It was a good episode. I liked it. Hope you enjoyed it. We're getting close to uh, back to weekly, too, for NFL season. Yeah, I think we'll continue bi-weekly for a couple more months, and then uh, we'll really just get dive right in on the NFL season. Dive right into it. You guys are counting on our picks to make your, this is make your money. It's really yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can follow us at Rookie Show Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, you can. Where, where can they follow you, Coin? You can follow me at KingCoin on both Twitter and Instagram. I also have this lovely, for the first time, can you see it? Uh, hold on, my screen's fucked up. Uh, what is it? Uh, bald head? Is it a bruise? No, for the first, for the first time, no, I, uh, I was wearing a hat golfing, and I uh, forgot to put sunscreen on, uh, and I have the, I have that's the, what that I is. Have the hat in, yeah. It is nice. Mm. Thank you. Appreciate that. You can follow me at the cream fillin on Twitter. You can follow me at C Travis Nolan, Instagram. The C of course stands for Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Travis Noel. Um, and that's going to do it for us. Who should play us out this week? Play us out. More notable wedding songs. Uh, All star by smash mouth. No, uh, no, we do that one all the time. How about uh, what was a good one? Aaron Carter. Oh yeah, Aaron Carter. Play us out, Aaron. Aaron, Sick. play us out. Sick. Sick. Uh, all right. Old school. See you, everybody. They go Peace.
Somebody did. Then walk in. The girl I'm crushing. And the kids spilled juice on my mom's new cushion. I turned around another kid broke a lamp. I hope they weren't expensive. They got the new friends. For now, we'll spread it. I'll clean it up later. The honey over there. And I really want to meet it. Thinking about dad, I'm hustling around the house trying to clean up the mess. I sure put my new white Nikes in. 